0: welcome to quest church everyone and we pray the blessing of god over your life and we thank god that you're watching tonight i don't know about you but i could sense the real presence of god during our worship it's tangible you know the anointing is tangible you can feel the presence of god and i'm certain you have already experienced that right there in your home tonight as you've been watching this and we want you to participate how do you do that You know, when you press those hearts and those thumbs, that's your way of telling us amen. But more than anything, we want you to share this. So go ahead and hit that share button right there and make sure your friends are involved as well. The Lord's going to speak to us tonight in a powerful way. Here at Quest Church, we are experiencing God. We're enjoying the journey, and we're equipping the family for ministry. And we're so glad and we're so proud of our church. And how that our church is participating in their commitment and covenant to God. And we bless you wherever you're watching from tonight. You know, yesterday, Pastor Josh and I spent some valuable time on the phone, about a 30-minute period, uh, with someone that's very significant and kind of in the know of what's happening as far as this coronavirus is concerned. And we received word from, you know, some important sources that, you know, if we would just take 15 days, now it's 14... And we would just stay at home a little more, you know, and just do some practical things. We can flatten the curve that everyone's been talking about. So as your pastor and and those that watch us, we have partners throughout this nation that support us. And you followed me for many years. And I'm going to ask you, please, to heed the advice and the recommendations from our leadership and from our authorities. Just stay home more. Do some practical things. It's a good time to... Sit around the table and enjoy dinner with your family. Maybe catch up on some of those house chores that you are behind on. But take time and spend quality, you know, receive communion in your home with your family. That's a powerful thing as well. So please, please let's heed to the instruction of our leadership. And I promise you what could last a long time is going to be abbreviated by us just heeding to those instructions. Well, let's get into the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. Welcome to the safe house. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the safe house. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak tonight a message entitled, You Are Safe. Right. Just right. look at right. someone right. in your living room, wherever you are, and tell them you are safe. Are safe. You, are you are safe. All right, so let's pray. Father, thank you for the word tonight, the wonderful praise and worship, the intimacy of the worship, the intensity of the praise. Yes, and now we ask you for insight yes, as we engage our spirit tonight toward your word. We are ready to receive. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Leviticus 25, 18 says this. Wherefore, you shall do my statutes. Wherefore, you shall do my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell. Listen to it now. And you shall dwell in the land in safety. Everyone say that word, safety. Safety. Yeah, you shall dwell in the land in safety. And the land shall yield her fruit, and you shall eat your field and dwell therein, there's that word again, in safety. In safety. You know, there are four basic needs in every person's life. Number one is identity. Identity is knowing who you are. And Christian, our youth pastor, I'm sure you deal with this all the time with young people. They're trying to find their identity in this earth, right? And identity is an important thing. It's important for you to know who you are. And as born-again, sanctified, blood-bought believers, we know who we are in Christ. Can you say amen to that? And then number two is acceptance. Everyone needs acceptance. That's knowing you are loved. Everyone needs to feel loved, and they want to feel loved. Number three is purpose. Purpose, and I talk about that a lot, is knowing why you are here. I always say this, when you know why, when, where, who, and how will find you. The most important discovery you will ever enjoy is your purpose in this earth. And what I just said is, no one is born on accident. Everyone is significant. Yes. Everyone is prominent, yes. and everyone has purpose. Yes. You have a why in your life. And the fourth thing, the fourth basic need in every person's life is security, okay. security, safety. What is that? Knowing everything will be all right. Come on. Amen. Knowing it, you know the old saints used to say everything gonna be all right. Yes, and we came by to tell you tonight that everything. Is going to be all right. This too shall pass. We're going to come out of it better than we were before it ever showed up. It's changed the landscape of what we do. Could you ever imagine that we would be here tonight with just a few people and you would be watching from home because we're not able to gather as an assembly? It's uncomfortable for all of us. You know what it is? It's a stretch. That's what it is. But guess what? We have not lost our security. That's right, right, right. We have not lost our security. So the question is, what is security? Security is not just freedom from danger, but it's freedom from the feeling of danger. All right? And that's the difference. So the feeling of danger is most often anxiety. Anxiety. Do you know how many anxiety medicines are out today? How many prescriptions there are for Anxiety. And if you've never experienced it, you can't really appreciate it. Right. Yeah. I remember one time I was at the height of our ministry. Our church was blowing and going, and, you know, everything we touched turned to gold. We had more people than we knew what to do with, had so much money in the bank. And I got on a plane to fly to Tulsa for a conference, and we had to land in Dallas and then go to Tulsa. And when we landed in Dallas, for the first time in my life, I experienced an anxiety attack. Wow. I didn't know what it was. But it's the feeling of being hopeless mm. or it's the feeling of uncertainty like what's going on. I remember my Christian, my heart was beating so hard, Isaiah, that I could see my shirt doing this. Wow. I was just totally afraid and frightened. I didn't know what was going on. Do you know I had to sit in the airport in Dallas for eight hours? Oh, yeah. Eight hours, the EMS had to come. and ch- They kept asking me, babe, are you, are you on drugs? Or, or, and wow. I kept telling them, no, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm, and, but they were freaking out. And The more they freaked out, the more I freaked out. Right, right, <laughs> and the fear was reciprocating. And I had to sit there for eight hours, got back on the plane to go to Tulsa. It was the last flight leaving that night. And guess what? I had to make them stop the plane. Jesus. It was a 40-minute flight. They stop, they never do that, yeah. right? And they stopped the plane and, and they sent an ambulance out to get me. I'll never forget this. And I had to deal with that anxiety for about six months. Wow. It was so bad that I had to put a rubber band. The doctor told me, the psychologist I went to see said, just keep a rubber band on your wrist and just pop it when you feel that anxiety and it will distract you wow. Wow. from the fear to the pain. That's an agonizing way to live. That is not God's will for us. Do you hear what I'm telling you? God has not given us the spirit of fear. Come on in this building. But a power, love, and a sound mind. Fear has invaded this country right now. You, to some people, you didn't have, even have to tell them to quarantine because they're so afraid they're quarantining themselves. And I just want to tell you right now, do not be afraid of the arrow Fly. that flies by, flies by day in Jesus' name. On, Heaven's theme song is fear not. 365 times in scripture, the Bible Woo. tells us fear, fear not. not. You have yeah. one fear not on. for every day of now. your life. Yes. So I want to tell our church and every all of our partners and friends, listen, don't be afraid right now. Do not panic. Do not fall into anxiety attacks and panic disorders. Right. Don't do it. Stay calm. God is sovereign. God is in control. And he's working this somehow. Amen. I don't know how Amen. he's doing Amen. it. Right. But my Bible tells me he works all things together. All things, together. All yes. things right. together. For the good of those that love God and are thee called according to his purpose. So I was thinking about safety today because that's what I really wanted to impart to all of our li- listeners is a sense of safety. Amen. All right? All right? So, if you want to understand safety, you've got to first define what safety is not, mm, right? No. So, safety is not jeopardy. Safety is not peril. Safety is not fear. Right. In our same chapter in Leviticus 26, verse 6, listen what the, God told the people. None Come on. shall make you afraid. Wow. Okay. No, not one. Yeah. No, not, yeah. not one thing shall make you afraid. Now I speak to you tonight in Jesus' name, and I tell you no, not one, not one thing will make you afraid in Jesus' name. Afraid means to shudder with terror, to be filled with anxiety. I rebuke anxiety and fear tonight, right? So fear is interesting. Fear is the root of all negative human emotion. Mm. Fear is the root of all negative Human emotion. There are basically three kinds of fear. I'm going to give them to you very quickly. First of all, there's learned fear. What is learned fear? As we grow and mature, we learn things from our direct experience that cause fear. You tried something as a child. It didn't work. Now you never did it again. Mm -hmm. Simply because you're afraid of failing again. The second kind of fear is associated fear. So you grow up and you never forget the fear you felt as a child, wow. but you're gifted in another area, but you're afraid to operate in this area wow. because you failed in the last area. Oh my goodness. Wow. That is associated fear. And then finally there's what we call acquired fear. Okay. All right. okay. Now this is powerful. I want yeah. you to think about this. How many times have you looked at your child, he's learning to ride a bicycle, and you, you're saying, we don't want to take the training wheels off. And he's 14 years old, still riding the bike with, <laughs> with training wheels, right? Because you're teaching him to be afraid of falling. Right. Yeah. You keep teaching, and you have to let people learn. Yeah. We, so acquired fear is fear. You can impart fear. Yeah, you wow. can. Right? Just like you can impart faith, you can impart fear. Yes. I hope y'all are hearing me tonight. Stop imparting fear to this generation. We said it the other day, I'm going to say it again. A fearful world needs a fearless church. So tonight we are not imparting fear. We are imparting faith. If you think the coronavirus is contagious, you ought to know what fear can do. Fear is contagious. You ever seen somebody take off running in the airport? (laughs) yeah. Everybody started taking off running. like, wait, what's going on around here, right? So fear is very contagious, and stop imparting that fear. Let's stop talking the language of fear in this time we're in right now. Let's all the believers start talking faith and not fear in Jesus' name. Can you say amen at home right there? Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. So the replacement for fear is perfect love, and perfect love is knowing you are secure. Because God has you. Amen. So here's the big question. What is safety? I read this quote today and I thought it was so incredible. Safety comes in our nearness to God, not in our distance from the enemy. Wow. That's right? right? Wow. Safety comes in our nearness to God, so not in our distance that's from our enemy. That's One more quote for you. God does not remove us from all harm. He uses harm to move us close to him. And the best place we can be right now is close to God. Safety is security. That's what it is. Safety is security. Free from damage, free from danger. Safety is having escaped unharmed. That's what I speak to you. As we were talking yesterday to this particular individual, we all agreed that this thing is going to come to an end. And when it does, it's going to be a historical landmark. We're not going to look back and say you had the victory. We're going to look back and say you were defeated by the blood of Jesus. You came in with one intention, but God turned it all the way around. And that's what we're speaking to people. That's what we're speaking to our congregation. Hold on, on. because this too shall come to pass in Jesus' name. You ever played baseball? And you hit what you thought was a home run, but the outfielder caught the ball, and you're, you're almost a home plate, and he throws it as hard as he can. And the catcher receives it, but you slide under him, and the umpire says, safe. I came by to tell you tonight, you're sliding in the home plate, Come on. Come and you are safe. He tried to tag you out, but he couldn't do it because you are caught under the blood of Jesus Christ. You shall not be tagged with this virus. You shall not be touched with this plague. You shall not be harmed with this pestilence. You are free in Jesus' name. Somebody shout praise the Lord. So you are not safe because of the absence of danger. You are safe because of the presence of God. All right? You are not safe because of the absence of danger. You are safe because of the presence of God. I know y'all got to be feeling this up here. Amen. This is my congregation tonight. We got the congregation of 10. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I love these folks. I'm so glad they are here tonight. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the question is... Pastor Rick, how do we live in safety? How do we live in safety? I'm going to give you four things. Four things tonight. Actually, five. I added one right before we came out. Okay? Number one is hear from God for yourself. Prayer is not talking to God. Prayer is communicating with God. So prayer is speaking and listening. Proverbs one thirty two says, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of the fool will destroy them. But whoever listens to me, God speaking, Come on now. will live in safety, wow. yes, yes. and they will be at ease without fear of harm. Oh so listen to God. Number two, stop overreacting. Right. Ah. Come on now. Stop being so extreme about everything. Oh, yes. Proverbs 3.21, my son... Preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. Verse 23, then you will go on your way in safety. Do not overreact. Preserve sound judgment and discernment. Quit feeling like you have to express your opinion and just follow the voice of God. Stop overreacting. Number three, do not forsake the pr- principles that you've known. For so long. Leviticus 25, 18. Wherefore shall you do my statutes, keep my judgments. And when you do them, you shall dwell in the land in safety. Statutes are principles. Principles are working for you every day of your life as long as you are practicing them. Wow. Never let a principle lie dormant. Wow. Because when you do, it's not assisting your destiny. Wow. Jeez, now. Practice the principles that you know. Man. Put them into application. Number four. This is powerful. Communicate with people that have wise counsel. Communicate with people who have wise counsel. A lot of people are living in fear right now because they talk to the wrong folks. Wisdom is found in the counsel of many and there, Proverbs eleven twenty 24, there is safety. Wow. So it's safe for you to speak to wise people, not foolish people, but wise people. You know how many pastors I talked to today? 20, 20 pastors today. And that's before I got to the office, yeah. 20 pastors, because pastors want to know, what, what are you doing, pastor? What, how do we, how do we react? And of course I'm calling pastors too, because we're all trying to get counsel from each other. Yes. And the more we talk, the more safe we feel, yes. the more secure we feel. So surround yourself with wise counsel and talk to them. Finally, number five, trust God. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord yes. is safe. safe. Somebody say, safe. safe. I'll tell you one story and I'll, and I'll be done. I pray the Lord touch the people tonight. In Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you one story. I read this about these shepherds in Pakistan. They're sitting out in this desert area, right? And they've got there's three of them. They've got their sheep over here. What sheep run in a herd or a flock? Is yeah. it a flock of sheep? Okay, we'll use flock. (laughs) And the sheep are there grazing, right? Suddenly one of the sheep gets afraid. Something startles this sheep. Takes off running. The shepherds jump up and start calling out to their sheep because the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Guess what happened? 400 sheep follow one sheep because one sheep is afraid. They all ran off of a cliff and died. And the shepherds looked down on dead sheep. Why? Because the sheep chose to follow fear Mm. instead of the voice of their shepherd. If they would have just listened to their leader, if they would have just listened to their shepherd, Mm. if we will just listen to God, everything's going to be okay. But if we react in panic and we react in fear, we're going to do more damage then we are doing good. Yes. I speak peace to you tonight. Yes. Peace. Right there in your house. And I say to you, you are safe. Yes. You are secure. Everything is okay. We're going to make it through this. Yes, Stop being afraid. Stop transmitting and emitting fear. Start speaking faith in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for our church. And we thank you for all people that have watched and participated tonight. I pray, God, you will touch them right in their homes. God, I pray a sense of security right now on every family, a sense of safety on every family. Your word says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Thank you for this Passover season where we are safe in our homes. We are safe under your wings. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you've enjoyed this tonight. You know what I feel led to do? This isn't on the agenda. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer because somebody listening to me needs to give your heart to Jesus Christ. And when you do it, you need to let us know through the comments or direct message or whatever. But you need to let us know you've prayed this prayer. Will you guys repeat after me yes. so that these folks won't feel by themselves? Yes. Just say these words. Dear Jesus, Dear Dear Jesus I thank you, I thank you, you, that, you love me that you love me with an unconditional love. With an unconditional love. And I thank you, and I thank that, you are a God that you are a God who forgives. Who forgives. Your, word says, Your word says, if I confess my sins... You are faithful and just just to forgive me me and to cleanse me. me. So tonight, tonight, I receive receive my forgiveness forgiveness and I receive receive my opportunity opportunity to be clean clean. in Jesus' name. Your word says, says, if I believe in my heart, heart, confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, that I I would be saved. I do that right now. And I thank you that your word says, when I do that, I am a new creation and old things are passed away and all things have become new. I receive you as my Lord now in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you tonight. God bless you tonight. Listen, one last thing. (laughs) Keep your commitment during this time, your commitment of covenant with your tithes and offerings. You know, pastors, most of these pastors I talked to today, they're, they're concerned. Because what are the people going to do with tithe? Are they going to keep giving? Are they going to keep supporting the house of God? Can I encourage you to hold on to your commitment? The Bible says if you bring your tithe through the storehouse, God will open up windows of heaven and pour you out blessing. There's not room enough to receive. Now, we like that. But he also says, I will stand up and rebuke the devourer for your sake. I believe if we keep our commitment to tithe and offering, God himself will rebuke this pestilence off of your app. I just believe that. God's word is true. There are several ways to give. You can give on the app. You can give through text. You can bring your tithe and offering by the church. All that information is on the screen. Or you can go to our website to get it. We love you. And we say to you tonight, everybody say it with me, success to you and success to the kingdom of God.